Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent breed is people! Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 316, King's Man, The Golden Circle. I can't believe, you know, I'll give Joe a pass because of the situation for not being here for Mother, that's fine, but 316, being a wrestler guy, I just... Stone Austin Cold. 316? And, I mean, this is his one chance. And to, a devout Christian. Well, yeah, obviously, but <laughs> we know his wrestling takes precedence. You know. Yes. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm a little uh, little upset at him for this one, but we'll, you know. I guess we'll allow we'll it. We'll allow it. Yeah, yeah. so uh, before we get too far afield, uh, let's go around the table and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Brad. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. So Brad has returned because Joe is still out. So is Dan. So... Uh, so there, uh, I guess it's, that's about uh, it. So, uh, just a real quick shameless plug before we dig in. Don't forget we're available on iTunes. You can go there, rate, review, subscribe. It helps us tremendously. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash real spoilers. Join the league of show sharers, share an episode with your friend and, uh, or friends. Uh, if you have more than one, uh, unless you're the star of friend request, <laughs> uh, just real quick friend request there. They don't have a facebook page for that main character how did they not do that how do you like make a viral like yeah like to create a viral like a viral page yeah, like that's you know like that's just that, it might be against their terms and service I'm because sure, it's so then you it's reach a, out to facebook and you say we're a major movie this yeah. is what we're doing and you you know what i mean yeah. like, exactly i don't even think they mentioned facebook in the movie i mean it looks like it's facebook, clearly facebook but, but they don't ever say it there's right. no logo it's not yeah. an actually but it's facebook. the design of facebook and they right. say friends and friend request and right. unf- you know i mean but i'm but, guessing facebook doesn't sign off on a deal where there's exactly. people being murdered over their probably website yeah, I don't know, because it's like, I don't think it, you know, you don't look at it and go, yeah, I should never be on Facebook again. Yeah, I just, you know? I just don't think as a, like, I just think that's one of those corporate things that are publicly. And it probably costs a lot less to not get Facebook. I don't know, though, because, I mean, they, they say Facebook all the time in the social network. I doubt they cut Zuckerberg a check for that. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So, I don't know. Anyway, I just thought that was odd that they, there isn't, because, like, the character, what was it, it's. Marina, yeah, and it's Marina and Laura, but but they do their names like M A and then space R I N A, yeah, and so it's like, um, but so I went on Facebook and I found one. I did find a page, but looks like it was created by a a fan, like somebody who had seen the movie or something. I was telling Kevin before you came back in was that uh, I read on another review somewhere on that movie that the the pseudonym for Marina's full real name right. is like a new friend or something like that, which I I would have never picked up on like having watched the movie. But when you see it in text, oh. they, they do something a little clever, like oh, name like her that way. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like her, like her name is an anagram. An anagram. For, yeah. yeah. Not pseudonym. Sorry. And that's, uh, I'm just going to ruin the movie. So at the end of the movie, like the main girl that's been getting, Haunted essentially who by the way is not a bad person at all. She doesn't right, right. she doesn't do anything She doesn't deserve anything that's been right. being done to her, hmm. but uh, 
she basically gets possessed and now she's the new the person new right but then, no th- sense but now it's her name and it's you see her facebook page and it's laura but it's l a or l u and then a r space a r a so the whole thing with it being an anagram of new friend like that's real cute but but when it clearly is supposed to be something that rolls from person to person <laughs> now it doesn't make any sense right yeah you know see what i'm saying like and i didn't think it made sense at all i walked out of that movie thinking like there was no resolution whatsoever to this girl who arguably didn't do anything wrong at right. all and so she's being punished all her friends are being killed and then now she's got to live the life that marina had because she unfriended her yeah and I just I get it when it's a like a revenge story, like when you're a jerk and then yeah, someone's like come a, up. But she was right. the complete opposite yeah. of that. She was a nice character. Yeah, I don't understand that. Yeah, <laughs> but enough about that movie. So, um, so anyway, on to a much better movie, right, Tom? Well, yeah, it's better than that, but yeah. So uh, <laughs> let's dig into uh, Kingsman, shall we? Sure. We don't have Joe, so who's going to synopsisize this thing? Uh, that's a good question. Um, so. I guess we should say the first film is based on a a graphic novel by Mark Miller. It's called The Secret Service. Right. And the first film follows the beats pretty closely. I mean, there definitely are changes, but they keep a lot from the original graphic novel. Well, and it's direct. It's like the the creators of that comic book, they like they they kind of launched their own production company. So people stop screwing up their movies. right? Right. So so it would stand to reason that they sure. would do that like you yeah know. i i feel like maybe i'm wrong maybe it was for like the sequel but i almost feel like matthew vaughn the director who uh it, um he directed this one too right correct yes right. he's the guy that a lot of people say was the brains behind the guy Ritchie stuff for a long time and since he left to do his own stuff we've seen a decline in guy Ritchie film so people are like hmm the gotcha. math adds up but uh i almost want to say that he had a hand with mark miller on the graphic novel but i i can't exactly remember I can't but say. but so the first film is pretty close it's a it's a six-part series and uh you know follows it pretty closely but this is an original because there, he only wrote that first graphic novel. There's a sequel now, and I think it follows. Like, there's one issue out now of the new one. It's called The Red Diamond, I want to say, and it follows. It's almost like a sequel to the film. So okay. they've, they've they've kind of spun off, and since the film was so popular, now they're writing the new novel as a sequel to the film. So okay. the the kid looks a lot like Taron. Ed, is it Taron Ed? Edgerton, Edgerton? 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 It's, it's not Joel. It's got to be Egerton because yeah, Joel so. Edgerton. So uh, it it looks like him, and I think they changed the last name because in the comic versus the first film, the last name for Eggsy has changed, and the new one follows him. So anyway, the point being is that there was no existing property. They wrote this right. script. Uh, you know, Mark Miller, Matthew Vaughn. They they wrote this for this That's film. Great. So so no source material. Um. Uh, and you know, and so so we're getting a, a new concept now. I know a lot of people have been saying that it kind of feels like a retread of the first one. Uh, is that how you felt, Tom? I didn't feel it was a retread. I just felt it was kind of lazy. I, okay. I I felt like uh, that first one; those action scenes were so good and yes, and yes. such a uh, a clever and unique way to stage and film action scenes, right? And I feel like they really only did that one time in this movie. It literally comes in the last ten minutes of the movie, yep. and it's uh, and it's a lazy version of it. Like it felt like a made-for-TV version of one of those sorts of action scenes. And Even when the camera was weaving in and out of the fights and stuff, 
there were kind of like weird edits and like and you could just it there just, were a couple of really jarring ones yeah where I was just like this is just lazy yeah. and I I don't get it and they they had a a very good budget uh, comparatively I don't know what the budget on the first one was uh, but eighty I, I think okay so, so they had like thirty and I feel like they got all this extra money. And they spent it on stunt casting instead of spending it on effects. And I, I almost wonder if, if they overspent and then had to, had to rein it back in because you know because they brought in all these all these. Was names. it Michael Gambon? Gambon Dumbledore from Harry Potter is the main is the leader of Kingsman after Michael Caine died in the last one. That's Michael Gambon, right? I honestly don't know. You don't, I don't know. know I didn't know if. Yeah, that's Dumbledore. You can, yeah. I can just tell by the way he talked. He looks yeah. a lot different without a big beard right, and the long hair right. and the pointy hat. But but yes, I mean, you have him. You have, is that Halle Berry was the statesman? You got Halle Berry. Channing Tatum, Channing obviously, Tatum. was I'm a big sure, one. I'm sure Elton John wasn't cheap. Elton John being there. <laughs> Julianne Moore's the bad guy. Right. Pedro Pascal from Game of Thrones, and he's on a Netflix, I think Netflix. I can't Narcos remember. Like, I don't yeah. want, is it Narcos? I think so. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and like, you know, I know with the exception of Channing Tatum, none of those people open movies, you know. Um, you know, none of them are a list. Nobody's right. like, hey, let's go see the new Julianne Moore movie. Like, that's no. never been said until just now. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, but but there's still... But you got a lot of people. But there's still name actors. It's, it's not a no-name that's going to work for scale. you got to yeah. pay her a certain amount of money. And I think she did a great job, too. Julianne yeah, Moore, she, even though her character was bizarre. But yeah. I, 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 like, I like weird. I like bizarre. Yeah. I really like the idea. So uh, if you haven't seen the movie, Julianne Moore plays Poppy, and she is a drug lord that's responsible for us. All of the drugs around the world, and she is basically, she doesn't get any of the fame. She's a multi-billionaire or trillionaire, but she lives in the jungles. She's so secluded. No one knows she's responsible for all these drugs that everyone's taking, and so she's just this really deranged, like, crazy character that she's so sweet but then she grinds people in meat grinders and is just super violent and crazy. But like, I like it. I like the character, the way it's written. I like the way she played it. I think it's a, it's a fun character. And I like to be it. Clear, it's not just like living in the jungle. Like she has this whole like 1950s themed, yeah, like theme park kind of like place where it has like a, a bar and uh, I can't remember the other establishment. She, she recreated like a small town there's America. Like a, there's like a movie theater, yeah. like an old time Bijou, yeah. and and uh, and there's a. She has like a 50s style diner. Yeah, right. Diner, bowling, a alley. bowling it's, alley. It's like, yeah, it's classic, like 1950s America. She's recreated it because she can't leave. She's this huge drug lord and she has to stay secluded in the jungle, but she has built this this town and it. I love it. I love the look of it. It's yep. weird. I, I love, the, you know, so I really like the way they created this character. And again, that's one of the reasons why I brought up that this is an original property there's no so because when i was watching it i was wondering i'm like is there a is there a graphic novel i didn't read like there's a sequel and maybe these characters existed but no they created them for this film so i really liked the look and the character and i like julianne moore i do too um she's a great actress so anyway but uh the film it starts off with uh an action sequence a car chase of sorts and i guess I didn't remember that uh, this guy was in the first film. I guess the villain of this, he had long hair in the first film. Yeah, he was, he was one a of rejected the, one of the recruits. Kingsman. Right, he made it to the last three, I believe. Okay, and it, before he was let go. And was he really in that scene they showed in the first one with the uh, countdown at the end? Yes. So yeah. that really is him, the same actor. Correct. Yep. Okay, he same looks. Guy. So I, I was wondering the same thing. I'm like, is this real or retroactive? Are they just retconning yeah. their own film. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, so I didn't remember that, uh, but it, it it sounds familiar now. And anyway, so Eggsy is leaving the Kingsman tailor shop and he uh, is basically held at gunpoint by this rejected 
Kingsman applicant, and he has three vehicles full of guys with guns and, and stuff that are, you know, kind of backing him up. So he says, you better get in the cab. And he gets in there, and there's this huge car chase action sequence, which I really enjoyed. Now, um, I'm not a big proponent of CG, but... See, King- I didn't like... The CG was so awful in this movie. There was a lot scene. of it. The scene, I, it was just like, I like... I couldn't get into this car chase at all because it was... It, it was not... It didn't feel real in any way, shape, or form. But see, to me, it's stylized. It's a graphic novel, right? So, like, I, for the same reason that someone may not like Speed Racer, I'm not comparing the two. I'm just making, yeah. I'm just making, you know, um, I just think it's similar in the way that Speed Racer looks very interesting with the CG and everything, but they're trying to replicate the feeling sure. of the old cartoon. See, for me, even though I could tell it was CG and all that, Kingsman has a very stylized see, I look. Feel, I feel like the fights do. Mm. Uh, but the car chase didn't it didn't come across to me. It just really? came across as cheap. Okay, but yeah. I, I really liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, it's it's you know he basically it's 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 a really I think a really fun choreography. That yes, there's a lot of CG, but Eggsy is fighting this guy in the cab, and then the guy is going out the window, and he has this mechanical robot arm, so he loses an arm in the the sequence of events in the first film, and so he has this robot arm that he's punching with and tearing things apart, and he's grabbing the ground, and when they show that later, they the flashback where he's laying there and his arm is ripped off. That is like the worst Photoshop I've ever seen in my life. It is so it was so bad because like his arm is like three feet away from him and it I mean it looks like someone's using color forms. <laughs> you guys are probably too young to remember that. No. They probably didn't have it. It was like they had these thing called color forms where it was like you'd get like Batman color forms and there'd be a background and it'd be like static clings and they're uh-huh. like oh, sure, the yeah. bat cave. And you and stuck you, them on to yeah, the, yeah, I mean, sure. That's what it looked like to me. Oh, like that funny. was just I, I was really caught off guard by how how jarringly bad some of the effects in this movie Interesting. were. Um, so I don't remember in the first film, though. It's been a little bit since I've seen it, but did they show him losing an arm in the first film, or was that kind of a retcon? Does anyone remember him losing I don't remember. I, I refreshed on the movie before because I knew I was going to go see Kingsman, so I watched it over the weekend, but I, I don't recall what exactly happened. I do remember their interaction above the party uh, yeah. before the big countdown. Yeah, I do remember I, now that he kind of holds him at gunpoint and he's working for Valentine. Yeah, but I don't remember yeah. what exactly well, happened. Well, because there. I didn't, you know, and I didn't watch the trailers. I didn't know that this character was going to come back. So I, at the point of time that I watched the first one, I had no idea to even pay attention to those little tiny details. Like sure. I knew that he maybe knocked the guy out, but that he lost an arm. I wasn't. People's heads were blowing up. Like I'm not noticing There's a who's lot losing going a limb. On, yeah. And, right. yeah, exactly. So anyway, uh, but he's he's sticking his arm out the cab when um, when. Uh, Exy is pushing him out the window and he's scratching the pavement but then he the tides change and Exy's out the cab and I call it the cab because it's a taxi but that's what they call it so right, it's just sure. a bad, yeah uh, but he then he goes out the door and he's hanging on and there's traffic and he's like they're doing the slow motion thing where he's jumping over stuff and it's slowed down and then he's on top of it I thought it was a really cool stylized scene so I yeah, I, I get it. I get that you know it didn't look it wasn't realistic looking cg but to me i took just it to be clear it wasn't the inside of the cabs the inside of the car stuff that i thought looked cheap sure. and took me out no, it it's was him hanging from the door and it's stuff. not even that it's oh. the actual cars moving through the streets they look like they just oh. like it they just they they were sliding around the 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 street like oh, i they, thought it was cool the way it drifted around like the circle right. oh i thought it was it, so cool. i just thought it i think it i just it all yeah. looked really fake Our to me like froze when it uh uh, when he dive into the water for the escape and the uh, our screening froze, so they had to reset it. We had to watch that sequence twice. Oh, and I, I hate when, when, he, when as Kevin said, when he's sliding through 
like from that aerial shot and and doing that kind of S curve. Like I, I thought it was, it looked great. But yeah, see, to me, I thought I, it looked awful. Yeah, like, I don't, you know, I mean, for this movie, I will just say to preface this again, I really enjoyed the first film. I wasn't expecting high art, although the first one was really solid. It's a great movie, but I was expecting action and comedy and everything. I just, I wasn't really expecting it to be great. I was expecting it to be fun. And for me, it hit a lot of those marks. I do have complaints and we'll get into them as we go to them, but things like that, like the action sequences and the CG, like, I don't know. They were fun to me. I, I really enjoyed them. I don't know what it was, but it, it, it worked for me in this, in this scene. Um, but they get, they get to the end of this big chase and he ends up taking out the bad guy and his arm is left hanging from like the, I don't even know what that's called. The bar is what I call it. (laughs) The thing you hold on to in your car when you're, someone's going around a corner or whatever. But, uh, his hand is left hanging on there and Eggsy has to make an escape because the police are after him. So obviously the Kingsmen are this secret organization and the, they don't work with law enforcement. So they're, cruising through the street and blowing things up he ends up launching a missile which again i thought was neat which uh, a big missile went up in the air and then broke off into three smaller missiles and blew up the three cars that were chasing him and then he has to make an escape so he goes into an under underwater uh, escape tunnel that's under a pond so he escapes under there uh he ends up getting away with it the police are like where'd they go but then he has to go to a uh, not a, it's a this is the birthday dinner not the dinner with the family that's the next day right yeah. so it's the first one is he's going to, with his friends I want to call them mates I feel like I just ex- <laughs> I like transform into Britain because they talk I mean the movie is very English in the way that the actors are for the most part and they except when they go to Kentucky but you know all this stuff that takes place you know in the beginning you know it's very British it's right. just the way they talk and everything so it's funny I saw it last night too so it's fresh in my fresh, head of yeah. the dialogue and everything so anyway he goes to his his friend's house and they're doing a birthday celebration and uh, he doesn't want to be late for that so uh, the only way to escape out of this tunnel without going the way they came out and having the police find him is to go through like a, a septic or sewer system and he ends up crawling through it uh, like Andy Dufresne did and he he ends up uh, going home and we find out that he is in a relationship with the princess yeah. from the first film and they live together in uh galahad he's galahad right correct yep galahad's uh harry uh colin firth's character who colin colin firth yeah colin firth's character who we saw die quote unquote in the first film he lives in in that uh apartment so they live together there uh they leave from there but what we see when they cut back from him uh after he goes into that tunnel is that that hand has is being remotely controlled and the taxi cab that they're in has like a computer system that the bad guy's trying to hack in during the fight and he never and you know he never gets to do it but the hand comes alive and goes into the the system and hacks it and finds all the sensitive information of the kingsman, the kingsman. Yep. so that's what sets everything off that while they're at this dinner scene with with the parents eggsy has the the special glasses that they wear in the first film and in this one as well that computerized they show data and they can talk to other kingsmen through them and uh his friend ends up putting on the glasses while he's dog sitting and he is about to use the lighter that we know from the first one as a grenade yep he finds his office and his arsenal. And so, you know, there's that, that comedic beat with the family where Eggsy's meeting the, the Royal family of the princess for the first time. They're having dinner together and everything's going great. He's getting fed information by the other agent so he can answer all the questions the dad has. But then when he sees his friend through the glasses, 
with that grenade lighter he's like put it down and yelling at him and and you know and of course it's like the family's like what the hell's going on here um but he God, i hated the scene did you you didn't yeah, like the it's, it, this is like it, it, is this an episode of alice like what are we yeah. doing like this is it just was very like lousy sitcom i thought it was it was funny to me at first but after the movie was over i thought i could have done without the whole eggsy and princess thing the whole yeah. time like yeah I mean, he got the girl at the end of the first movie but this movie was very much his story and adding more inform or more to that with him and when uh was it tildy princess tildy i think that's yeah. what it is and but like nobody really if, if this movie had picked up without her nobody was going to be like oh but i was so enraptured with right. their relationship why did it have to come to a close it's you know what i mean like yeah. no nobody cares I, but i think it served the purpose from my point of view it served the purpose of you know some pretty important plot points like a lot of things are wrapped around their relationship yeah. her hanging up on him because he doesn't want to commit to marriage then her going and you know being distressed and he can't get a hold of her and then she ends up doing the drugs which then puts her in danger no, i mean it, like it all it, it, it she's not just she's a i mean she's ancillary but she certainly it, it drives some of the story drives but the plot, i yeah. but i don't but i think they could have come up with a but a better a plot without her as a kingsman he was still going to try to save the world anyway i think that was just more to like more attachment to to eggsy to have her involved in it whatsoever because i don't remember why i mean i realized she was stressed out because of the marriage thing yeah but like thinking back now because it's been a week since i've seen it like i don't remember why she was even took the drugs and put herself in that well because they, oh, well, because she was because I, they take drugs i mean they like you in the scene uh, where his friends come over you see all the weed on the table okay so yeah. it's all you know yeah, she was just right. stressed because of the yeah. fight so gotcha. i mean you know, she was smoking a doobie to relax like gotcha. that's okay and then we later find out we'll just spoil it now but the the plot of this the julianne moore character her her whole plan is in order to be recognized because she's this megalomaniac that has all this money and power but no one knows her name she wants the world to know that it's her and the way she does that is by tainting all the drugs so she's responsible for the world drug trade and she puts and that was a plot point that really and i i know you can't take these movies too seriously but like they were like oh she has a monopoly on the world drug trade so she right cornered the world's market on on every the entire world every, every drug, illegal yeah. narcotic that is sold and the two best secret service agencies in the world had never heard of her don't until, forget crystal meth yeah she's the one that's making the crystal meth in yeah the, the which, backwoods of the jungle which not only that but you can make crystal meth on your own that's like, what i'm saying you, like, like I, you, I mean not only do people but you don't even need a lab like it's you can shake and bake it like, i just thought it's kind of funny like they show that as like kind of a humorous because like i guess the guy's doing it one of eggsy's friends is doing it and so they're they're talking about the six drugs that she has cornered that are tainted and the last one's like in crystal meth and i'm thinking i'm like she makes crystal meth and distributes it <laughs> yeah. really like <laughs> That doesn't seem like a jungle drug trade drug like that. Just it was just, but yeah, yeah I, I get what you're saying too. And again, there are things that I had problems with. It's not like I just loved this movie and whatever. I actually was fairly entertained by it, and I gave it a pass on a lot. But there were things like that that didn't make sense. Also, I will say while we're there, we go to the jungle and. Uh, Poppy, uh, the main bad guy from the first one that we talked about, uh, he has lost his arm in that original fight, and she ends up replacing it with this super-powered, With the super-duper robot arm. Yeah, not only is it a robot arm now, and I mean, this is- But a, it just, has Wi-Fi. Yes, exactly. Well, I guess the last well, one it's a hotspot. I guess the last one had to have Wi-Fi to send all the information. Down. Yeah, yeah. No, this <laughs> one had a mobile hotspot, so you don't even need Wi-Fi. It's always connected. 
That was the thing. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, he, no, she gives him this super-powered arm, and they're at the bowling alley, right? And so... Uh, there she she bowls, I guess, or we allude that it's his turn, and and she after she straps on this uh huge mechanical arm, which does this CGI thing, like it, like in a Fast and Furious movie when they go through the car engine, and you see everything spinning up, like they do the close up of the arm and all the gears moving and all that stuff. Um, I mean, I thought that looked pretty cool, but the point is, is that he tests out the arm by throwing a bowling ball through the wall of the bowling alley, making an explosive huge hole in this wall of this alley, right? But then the rest of the movie, when him and Eggsy fight and he punches Eggsy, Nothing like he that. just brushes it off. Yep. Yeah. I, this is the thing I had the most problem with. And again, I, I know that you're not supposed to think too hard in an action film, whatever. I'm fine with... But follow your own follow, rules. Yes, that is exactly yeah. what I was going to say. I'm fine with superhero movies, people that have superpowers, people that can fly, people that can do all these amazing things. That's great. But when you establish the rules that he, she gave him a beefy arm because his first one failed, and now this one's supposed to be superpowered, and you made a hole through, what, concrete, steel, whatever that wall was made of, but then you punch a human. Eggsy's a human. He's not a superhero. Every time he fights with them, he punches them with that super robot arm that you introduced, you know, Chekhov's gun in the first act, and uh, it never... It never affects AZ. No. He he shoots the gun like a missile, like a Baymax's hand and and Big Hero Six. He shoots the shoots the arm at him. He picks him up and slams him to the ground. He straight up punches him with it, and Eggsy gets up like not even to appear bruised. Right. I mean, he put a hole through a wall of a building. He should have hit him, and Eggsy should have exploded. Yeah. Right. I, so I that was one of my huge complaints, and other people may think it's silly, but again, like Tom said, follow your rules. Don't show that. Why? Why didn't Julianne Moore just replace it with a normal arm? Be like, oh, you lost your arm. Here's another one. Right. Like, don't introduce the super arm if. Yeah, because I mean, he was already when he was in the car and they're fighting, and he's got this metal robot arm, yeah. and I'm like, how is he shaking this off? And then they give him a better, right. tougher robot arm, and I'm just like, oh come on. The only thing I can think of was it was uh, the reason they gave him the super arm. I'm guessing was to do all the cool things like the original arm couldn't shoot like a grappling hook and do all this, so yeah. they wanted that big action set piece in the end, so the arm had better features. But I don't know, make the original arm have the features. Just don't yeah. make it beefy. Just make it a cool robot arm right. right so anyway that was very frustrating to me as the movie went on because i was just like no sure. eggsy should be they just exploded right so anyway she gives him the arm uh we also find out what this golden circle is so her her underground group is known as the golden circle where all the initiates literally have a golden 24 karat gold uh it's almost tattoo like but they pour uh like smelted gold onto yeah, their like, chest in a circle like liquid hot gold yes. yeah so we noticed that the bad guys throughout the film eggsy and the other kingsmen and the statesmen they noticed that all the bad guys have this golden circle so this is the group that we're fighting throughout the film and, and i love when at one point in the movie they're when they're finally like trying to track down the golden circle and they're like uh they're like they're like online she's on like i'm seeing rumors that the golden circle has, i'm like <laughs> You did. You're the Secret Service, and you just literally Googled something to find out what was going on in the drug world. Are you kidding me? And like, and again, I know that like I've, this is one of those things that irritates because fans of the movies like you're taking it too seriously. But again, like you've created this world. You've told us that this agency is so brilliant and so four steps ahead of everybody. Right. And now and like I I don't see anything about this character that makes me think that she's smarter than the Kingsmen. So I don't get. You know, like, I don't get that. I don't think that she's 
even smarter than they are. No. I just it feels just like weird uh, that she stumbled across the information. Yeah, and it wasn't in their top secret Kingsman right. database. Yeah. Now is the actress the one the initiate from the first film is is or is she just a different Kingsman like Roxy? Yeah. Yeah, she was in the first. She film. was the, she's one, the one, that, one who actually won or like. Yeah, was she's the one that with him was. Yes. The, they were like the top two. Correct. Okay, great. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure that was the same one. So yeah, they do have a lot of people return, uh, but. Anyway, the, with the data, so what we find out, the the big deal, the entire plot, aside from the whole drug-tainted uh, thing, is that with the database that the hand hacked in the beginning of the movie, they found the address of all the Kingsman agents, all the headquarters, so they have bases all over the world, and they all get blown up. Yeah. And uh, the the actor that plays Dumbledore in the Harry Potter movies, I think that's Michael Gambon, uh, he, who played the second Dumbledore. He is the new head of Kingsman. Uh, Michael Caine played him in the first right. one, right? Not yeah. the same character, but the, the top agent or whoever's right, in right. control of that London agency. So you have him in, in for a small role. And again, I think that is kind of stunt casting because you have him in one scene and he gets blown up. But he's right. a pretty... I wouldn't say it's not like he opens a movie, but he's freaking Dumbledore and Harry Potter. Like you didn't need him to get blown up in one scene. Yeah. You, you spent a little bit of money on that. You did. Absolutely. So, yeah. so he gets blown up and you see the, you know, when they're at the meeting at the table, just like in the first one, all the holograms of the people around the table and one by one, they're getting taken out. So yeah. Poppy launches these missiles, which is another thing that looks cool, but makes no sense. Why is so that? Each of those guys, I, I assume is is in another empty conference room that sit in a hyper specific chair so when this other guy puts on glasses it looks like they're filling up the right. exact same kind of, like like i said it it looks cool but it makes no sense oh, it's supposed to be like the round table right because all yeah. the names all the code names sure. are based on arthur and it's a conference table it's not round but it's a it's a uh i don't know it's a metaphor or whatever you know they're trying to be a, a modern yeah. King Arthur is what Kingsman is. It's the Knights of the Round Table. And I get that, but it's just like that divide. Like, that's a lot of... that. That's a lot of money and and effort to go to for something that you could just like have them all be on Skype. I, I totally you hear what, what you're mean? saying. That's <laughs> something that would in a movie like this that does not cross my yeah. mind for a second. But and, I, I get your complaint. Yeah, and, but I, and, that's, I, and I think like the but that's the problem though is like that once once there's that 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 chip, crack, yeah. it's like you just you start asking you're yourself poking, all yeah, these questions. You're chipping you know? away at everything exactly. Yeah. So they all get blown up and and including uh, his friend that's uh, dog sitting. His yep. dog and his dog and his dog. Uh, they John wicked him. They they did. You don't ever mess with <laughs> with that. Ooh, a Kingsman John Wick crossover. Interesting. Uh, but uh, I would love to see the the uh, co- fight choreography of the John Wick guys in this film, though. Yeah. I mean, I like the stylized stuff, but more specifically from the first film. Yeah, but, I, I I love the stylized stuff when it works. Yeah, it, I, I just didn't think that it worked yeah, in this movie. It's neat, but you know, I just went back and watched John Wick one and two. Uh, I think I watched. Two, since the first time in the theater one I've seen a bunch of times but I watched those back to back and man just remind you that you know the directors of John Wick are the uh, stunt man and the stunt choreographer for Keanu on the Matrix so if you didn't know that that's why those movies are so good these are the guys that that did the Matrix stunts and uh, they they obviously are very talented when it comes to that stuff and the fight choreography and the choreography is so good in those movies it's it's uh, you know Keanu is a martial artist and he does a lot of his own stunts but the the fight scenes don't do quick cuts they're so 
they're just such solid choreography. I would love to see that kind of a, you know, if they could kind of combine the two elements, it might be kind of neat. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so yeah, they blow up his house. They blow up Galahad's apartment. They blow up the dog. They blow up the friend. And uh, they blow up all the Kingsmen. So it's literally, Kingsman is now comprised of, oh, and they, the other agent, the the girl. Roxy, which Rox is such from, a shame, too, because she, like, the, I was talking to Steve the other night, too, about it, how she's a great character. Like, right. you watch the first movie, and she definitely deserves to get to where she gets to and for her to go out like that was incredibly yeah. weak and especially because it didn't like it's it's one thing to kill off a cool character and have it have some emotional resonance i have no idea what's making that noise yeah oh, okay um I, but it's one thing to kill off a character like that and it has some emotional resonance or impact but it didn't like it yeah. didn't it had zero i mean it was just she died with everyone else part yeah, of it, it just right part of me thinks it's hopeful thinking because I think that there's probably going to be a third movie oh, yeah. based on how this one I ends, think so. That there is a chance since it was an off-screen death, they'll do something ridiculous like they did with yeah, Colin and, Firth, which and, we'll talk about yeah, soon. Yeah, that was also a bridge too far. Yeah, yeah the uh, the kind of sci-fi technology aspect yeah. of it. So, so yeah, everyone everyone ends up dying except for Andy Garcia who plays... Uh, no, not Mark Strong. Why, I, I think Mark <laughs> Strong... Well, I think Mark Strong is like the new Andy Garcia. <laughs> they, if you look at all like the original roles, like that he... When you first saw Mark Strong, he was in the Andy Garcia roles. They yeah. kind of look similar when they both had hair like it's just like that's all i so i think anyway i was gonna yeah anyway so i (laughs) that's how i think of mark strong at least i did when i first saw him like oh it's not andy garcia so anyway uh mark strong plays merlin and he was not at home during this uh, missile launch that poppy launches so it is eggsy and merlin Merlin, are the only two they're the entire kingsman so eggsy is getting emotional and merlin who has always had his crap together you know we found on the first one like you know he's a nice guy but he's serious he doesn't mess around he he adheres to the kingsman code and they don't get emotional he has a mission he has a job to do and so he tells eggsy that you know to snap out of it right now you need to complete your mission and then when it's all done you can shed a tear and in private you know so like keep your stuff together eggsy agrees uh so they end up going to the uh what is do you remember what the plan was called it's like the their fail safe whatever they i, I can't like operation doomsday or doomsday something. protocol yeah, doomsday, doomsday protocol, protocol. yeah so so they have this doomsday protocol in place uh which is they go to a, a tasting room kind of reminds me of john wick and uh some other movies like when they go to the sommelier for the tasting and it's a weapon sure you know so they go to a a wine tasting room i guess and they they say hey we're from kingsman we need room two and uh, they let them in and they go to uh, their little scanner that opens up a part of the wall and it is a safe and so they end up getting into the safe and all that's in there (laughs) is statesman whiskey Whiskey, yep and so they it's a cryptic clue and and neither of them knew what was in the safe right they just know there's this doomsday protocol mark strong says that none of his predecessors have ever had to use it thank god so you know that's just to let you it's not like they have this big instruction manual it's just like doomsday open the safe so they end up going through this bottle of whiskey and and uh i thought it was funny because the doomsday meaning that like we're just going to put down this bottle of whiskey we have nothing else like to, there's nothing else to do to like do, just get know, drunk like, and yeah, enjoy the enjoy ride this bottle but then but then at the same time so like it's so then he realizes that it's statesman. It's kind of like Jack Daniels and it's like brooded Kentucky. And so he realizes we're Kingsmen. They're statesmen. This is a clue. We need to go to Kentucky where yeah. they make this. And, but I like, again, 
so there's a whole other parallel Secret Service agency, and neither of yeah, them have ever heard of it. Yeah, it makes sense for Eggsy not to have heard of it, but you would think Merlin. May it do- have. it it doesn't. It doesn't <laughs> no. make sense for him to not have. Well, he's that, still be, brand new to the. But not at this point. It's been two or three years that he's been a year. You you see that he's one of their top tier agents, okay. and nobody's ever mentioned. Oh, by the way, we have a a. An equivalent in the I mean do you, will, do you really think you can join MI6 And not know about the CIA Yeah but I will I will say though So later on we find the connection Was that when these two organizations were found The statesmen used The Kingsmen as their tailor like there was There was a connection but they are not Sister companies they're not Connected in any way state they're not I, I know I mean in the same way that like MI6 and the CIA aren't officially connected, but they're but they're, we know, but we know about they're them. Kings, aware Kingsman's, of each but other. But Kingsman's completely unknown by anyone, like any police organization. The public doesn't know what Kingsman is. Like these are okay, secret. I, I even get that statesmen aren't aware of Kingsman, but okay. Kingsman should be aware of statesmen. Yeah, I, because I, clearly is, somebody in the organization is. I yeah. would think that, and I can only assume that statesmen have a doomsday protocol where they open it up and there is a suit. They did. You <laughs> no, know? they said it right in the movie. So, yeah. So yeah. I mean, you it's know, umbrella. That's right. And yeah. so so clearly they're aware but, of each other on But someone, no one's ever looked in the safe. Like what we gather from the movie but and someone this, put it in the safe. <laughs> no, a uh, hundred uh long time ago. I mean, none of Merlin's predecessors ever opened the yeah, safe. I just I, and I, these I, people didn't either. They're not old enough to. This I, is something that goes back. These are still supposed to be like brilliant yeah. spies and detectives and 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 they're completely yeah. unaware of a of a parallel yeah. organization. I get it. The entire yeah point was to get the conflict and right. the mystery and the the host not the hostages that you know w- basically what happens is they end up going on like the the whiskey tour at the statesman in kentucky and they break up they break into their uh storage their i don't even know their cellar or whatever with it's housing all the bourbon barrels um and they they end up hacking it with their watches so it's like a, a dna retina or a retina whatever like advanced biometric, yeah, biometric yeah. that's what it is so it's they're obviously like okay something's up here because because why would uh, you know a distillery have a biometric scanner? So they know there's something to this clue, and they're in the right space. They end up going, and uh, you know they're trying to break into this this aging whiskey barrel. But Channing Tatum steps in and and says, you know, what are you doing? And so the whole point of this, and why the the organizations for the story don't know each other, is so that Channing Tatum can fight with them, and then take them and tie them to chairs and question them, and basically. You know, it's just a build yeah. up this whole but thing. But I, w- I would also say that, like, even even if you accept the fact that they don't know each other, when they get there and they see what this is, and they're still like, I don't know what all this means. Really, they have the exact same name that you do. Yeah. You are Kingsmen. They <laughs> are statesmen. statesmen. You are in the states. They have the same sort of uh, biometric like, scanners technology and- that you have. Like, how <laughs> effing stupid. Are you people yeah, like, I, like I, at some <laughs> point like like worse they can't tell us on the one hand that these are the best and the brightest and the smartest and they figure everything out and they're nine steps ahead of everybody but they're also really dumb. dumb. No, I I do think it was a bit of a stretch. I agree. Like getting to this point to where 
I get that, okay, you solved the clue, and even if you don't know each other, once you get there and you see the evidence, like, you might be like, no, wait, we're like, like the same thing in Right, statesman, London. kingsman. <laughs> yeah, right. King no one is England, states is states. <laughs> like, it's a one-for-one, one, like, yeah. Yeah, it, uh, yeah. Yes. The analogy couldn't be any simpler if it was mother. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's your take? You're being quiet over there, but I know that you like this movie... I, it did, Fairly. Yeah, I did. It didn't bother me. Uh, you know, the more I sit or discuss it with yeah. you guys, like I, I, I understand your perspectives of it. Uh, it. I'm the same way. This, this didn't ruin it. It, for me it didn't either. bother it me just, at all. It, it's. It. We're gonna get start getting into where it did bother me. Yeah. Uh, toward you know as we move along, but at this point, I'm still on yeah. board with everything. That's it happening. didn't. It, it didn't ruin it for me, but it did kind of rub me the wrong way. So I get that it was a little silly. And I also think this movie had like a two hour and 20 minute runtime. It did not like, need to be two hours. Like and we could have, I would have at least, yeah. two hours as long, but I would have at least shaved 20 minutes off of it. So yeah. there are some things that's where, where, you know, that's where I go back to the, the whole relationship. I didn't think that yeah. like, they could have probably cut that. And maybe, still, yeah, maybe don't do the like, the whole dinner scene and whatnot. Yeah. So, so yeah, so they end up getting into the lab and, and they find out uh, Holly Berry runs in and at the last minute before he's about to light them, their, their whiskey doused clothes on fire as they're tied to these chairs. She says, Oh, their story checks out. This is where she says, we went to our doomsday safe and opened it up. And there's an umbrella that says Kingsman. And so their story was that they found in their doomsday safe, the whiskey bottles at Statesman. So yeah. the story is lined up. They let them out. And I also didn't like the fact that like they just opened their own doomsday safe on a whim. Like what's the <laughs> point of it being a doomsday safe then? Like that's, right. you know, like yeah. I, it, again, and it's like I know these are little things, and I think if I had liked the other parts better, I wouldn't be it. asking these questions. Sure, but right. I, I didn't, so I was just like, I was left to just be like, but, but wait, totally. It's probably, probably the same thing with Hitman's Bodyguard, which I know like you fairly yeah. enjoyed. I hated it, and it yeah. made me mad. I picked apart everything in that movie because I hated it, and it's it's the same thing when you don't like something, it's real easy to be yeah irritated sure. with the little details. That yeah, exactly. So anyway, they the long story short, they basically take them in they say that your funds are ours you know we're we're you know we're gonna help you out you have access to our weapons and our people they're in, uh, all their code names like kingsmen use the king arthur stuff all them since they're a whiskey distillery they all have alcohol names so you you're introduced to whiskey who is played by pedro pascal who was uh, on game of thrones yep. and and i thought he was great yeah, he I is really good. hate what they do with this character. Yeah, um, and then you've got uh, uh, Champagne, Jeff Bridges, who talks exactly like he talks. Uh, we mentioned, I think that was on the last episode, talks exactly like in uh, True Grit, how he's been yeah. frozen for the last decade. So you have uh, him as the leader. He's in that that high role of controlling the, the statesman there. And uh, you're introduced to Channing Tatum, who's Tequila. So he says, okay, hey, I'm Tequila. Um I thought the Channing Tatum stuff was... I, mean, I like Channing Tatum as an actor. I thought he was a little corny in this movie. Like, yeah. I, I didn't really appreciate his role It's hard to gauge because, like, the movie's corny. Yeah. You know? That's true. I just, It didn't ruin it for me, but I was just kind of like, okay, I kind of could have... I was surprised at how little they used him. Like, he, yeah. he I, was just a plot device. Yeah. To, Clearly, they had him for six days. Right. Yeah. And they, you know, and they slammed... Same as Halle Berry. Right. She like, sits in a room and on a computer, yeah. like, for the entire... She's in two sets, right? Right. Yeah. Or no, or one. You know, she's in their little thing with uh, Colin Firth, who we find out uh, Harry is still alive from the first movie. Dun, dun, dun. Um, but... Ugh. 
<laughs> so so anyway, uh, Jeff Bridges says you have access to all our people, and they kind of give him whiskey as a to go help them out with their mission. Uh, they basically at this point are having to recover the antidote that Poppy is going to if if the U.S stops their war on drugs this is where the big social commentary comes in about drugs and and everything and so the american president the bad guy obviously this is a liberal film i mean the the writers of this film are on the the left and so the president is a uh, anti-drug war on drugs type of guy and uh poppy says if you stop the war on drugs if you legalize every substance then i will release the antidote to everyone so that's the mission they have to go on but uh first the that big reveal is that uh when channing tatum is interrogating them they see through like the two-way mirror that are the it's weird they're called two-way mirrors but only one way can be seen i don't know if you've ever (laughs) i guess it's just because there are, you can see two. Well, I guess you can only. Yeah, but you you can't see anyways on a regular mirror, right? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so you you see that he's like, I'm going to count to three, and then uh, you guys obviously are here on some mission to rescue this guy, and you're like, what are they talking about? And they turn on the the window or whatever, and and you see Colin Firth, Harry shaving like in the mirror. And so they're like, what is this? You know, and I didn't know if this was just a trick the whole time. I, I heard that he was going to be in this movie. And I think I watched one trailer in the theater, but I thought maybe he'd be a robot because Poppy is very, right. um, she uses a lot of technology. Robots, yep. She has robot dogs and everything. I thought maybe he was replaced. I thought maybe it was a trick, just a head fake. And it was going to be you a headshot know, fake. Yeah. Headshot fake. Uh, so anyway, but no, come to find out he's really alive and what they use statement statesman developed for their agents if you get shot in the head they have like a a a gel pack that wraps (sighs) around the head and they inject a syringe of like blue and yellow from either side they mix together they heal the wound and then they repair the neural pathways and the memories and whatever brain function comes with that this is so stupid i hated (laughs) it i like i was excited i know you don't watch the trailers but they reveal his return in the trailer and then in the promotional materials like all over the theaters you'd see the the big posters with all the new characters Channing Tatum and Pedro yeah. Pascal and Colin Firth and it's like how, you're curious now how is he back but he yeah. was like the sole you know the main character of the first movie yeah. and I think it would have had a bigger impact had I had nobody known that he was going to be in 100%. it 100% I mean not only they tease at the beginning that it's a flashback it, like he's yeah, like you see him initially in a flashback, yeah. and you would think, "Oh, like that's how they." Got and that's him. what yeah. I yeah. thought too. Like, and, yeah. but I will also say it frustrates me that that they bring him back in such a stupid way, yeah. and then they have him not be the character you like exactly for ninety percent of the movie. Sure. Like they have him be this like, "Oh, I'm not really." Who and then you, yeah, like it, it's just like if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna do such a lazy cheat, then at least give us the character back. Right. Like, I was pre- of all the ridiculous things that, that I pick apart, I was prepared to turn a blind eye to this one ex- until. They wouldn't let him be the character that you liked so much in the first. And then one. when you think that he is, they get to that big bar sequence that they call yeah. back. And they do it twice in the first movie. Well, and that's early on. That's sequence. right where he gets revived, though. So right. like at that point, I know. But it was such a. Yeah. I was so excited but, for him to lock the doors. Yeah, and start that like, scene. Up, and then on the flip side, though, and and I totally get what you're saying, and I'm not excusing it. I agree. I would have liked to have seen him more badass. But it's funny the arguments we make though, because this was probably the most realistic thing because. First of all, he just woke up from this coma or whatever, but but he only has one yeah. eye. He was shot in the eye, right? No, Depth so, perception. Yeah. You can't shoot. You can't okay, like... This sure. was the most believable thing no, that it, he could... It, it was, but, but... then that's what you would give a pass because you want the badass scene. So it's just interesting.
interesting how they go and they put thought into this and make it very realistic. Yeah. But and then they on other things, they don't into yeah, anything, into like, anything else. Yeah. <laughs> so it's very picky and choosy because that's that's exactly what I thought last night when I left. I'm like, I'm like, part of me likes the fact that, you know, he goes to do this thing, but the, the, the mug in the same scene from the first one flies by the head instead of hitting him in the head. He shoots a, a dart James Bond style out of his watch and it's supposed to stun the guy, but it hits him like it hits a monitor three feet away. Like it totally makes sense. Right. Yeah. But then it's like. Uh, but then you don't think about the whole robotic and, but, arm. Yeah, but then yeah. you, and, but you, and I, and I even get the bar scene when it did like when he's not good at it, and 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 I liked how they did that because then, it, like, got to introduce you, you, whiskey steps yeah. up, and you see like all the cool stuff he can do, and and like I, I really, it really irritated me. The turn, the turn with that yeah. character because I like that, that character. That character, the was, character was awesome. great, and I love that he looked just like Burt Reynolds. Yeah, yeah, like I, you know, it's funny. I didn't pick up on the fact that he was supposed to be Mexican. Like I, you know, until they reference it at the end. Like I never, I, I, I didn't. I, I mean, I know yeah. the actor is Pedro Pascal, but when do they mention that he's Mexican? I they, don't even remember. They that. mentioned at the end it comes up somehow. I thought that Doesn't like. I'm trying to remember because you know what's interesting. So if you watch Game of Thrones, Pedro Pascal has a very Spanish-sounding accent, right? Yeah. That actor, if you see him in interviews, speaks with an American. Like he isn't putting on an American accent for this movie, right? He's putting him, on the, Pedro Pascal yeah. actually speaks with an English, yeah. I mean, American like accent. I, There's no, but I yeah, I, I loved how he looked just like Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Like I like I wish that they had had him talk like Burt Reynolds yeah. if if he has yeah. that capability. I you know you know what's funny? I just. For, again, because I don't watch the trailers, I didn't really even realize until uh, like the second scene I saw him who he was. At first, I thought it was Jeremy Renner with a mustache on. <laughs> I like I don't know why, and this probably goes back to my pseudo face blindness. But you know, he has a hat on, he has a mustache, and I think some of their facial features are similar. So at first, I'm like, is Jeremy Renner in this movie? Is Jeremy Renner in everything nowadays? Like, but anyway, but then I'm like, oh, that's the guy from Game of Thrones. I'm trying to think mind. of what you thought of because there's a, there's a movie where Renner rocks a mustache, that's a, and that's like probably that, and why I can't think of what it is. I think I've seen him with a mustache before, yeah. and so for some reason it had a callback. So just for the first time you see him, I'm like. Jeremy Renner in this movie? Like, oh no, that's not him. That's Oberyn Martell. Anyway, but yeah, I love that character. But what they end up doing with him is, see, you think the whole time, you think after a while, and it's alluded to by Harry that he's like a double agent. Maybe you think he's working for Poppy, right? But they do something even dumber, I think. Yeah. Th- th- if he was working for Poppy and he was a double agent, sure. We see that in spy movies all the time. I would even accept that, even though, again, I like the character. I don't want to see it, but fine. He's a double agent. He's not. He betrays them, and he ends up doing it on his own so that statesman whiskey prices will skyrocket. He doesn't want a cure for drugs because if all the drugs are wiped out and all the drug users are wiped out, you're just left with the alcohol drinkers. Right. And then Statesman will make more money. It's not like he owns Statesman. Like, it's just a really stupid, yeah. stupid and it, motivation. Well, it also had something to do with how his wife died, right? Like, I'm trying to remember. Well, by drugs. Uh, yeah. It was druggies that killed her. So I guess that is a little bit better motivation. Yeah. But, but, but he he really hits hits the point home that he wants Statesman stock to skyrocket right. like <laughs> i will i will say one of the things i the i think the one thing i really liked about the movie was the the president's take on it was like like oh you're gonna kill all the drug addicts well then i win the war on drugs and you look like the bad guy and like why would i cave to your demand it's a ridiculous request like yeah. i for you know like i i thought that was i like it was an interesting. It was an interesting take, take and I and I believed that that there would be a, a that 
the potentiality of there being a president that would have that take like rang true. Well, you know, this movie would lead you to believe it's every Republican president. Sure. Ever. I mean, uh, this, this is a yeah. very much uh, yeah. this is a this is about as subtle as Aronofsky's mother when it comes to this allegory here. I mean, you know, I mean, this is clearly their their, you know, their stance on the war on drugs, how yeah. silly it is, because they uh, who's that actress? She's so good. She was in a punch drunk love with Adam Sandler. She's been in a bunch of stuff. His his assistant, the president's advisor. Oh, I don't know. I her just name, can't remember. Yeah, her name. She's, her. she's so good. Yeah. Everything. But she she basically is is the the voice of the reason. Connection. It's yeah. like, OK, these people are on drugs, but we should, we don't want them to die. Like, yeah. That's, and you find out yeah, later that she has the same affliction, like in the next scene. So it's right. like, see, Mr. President, we're not all bad people. I mean, she's his closest advisor and yeah. she has it. So that's that's the filmmaker's commentary on that. You know, the war on drugs is stupid. You have a lot of good people that also are dealing with stuff and self-medicate. And it doesn't make them a bad person. They're not all criminals. Right. There's no, so that's. But I, I like I like that. Like, I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm just saying that like no, from a writing. But from a writing standpoint, standpoint yeah. I'm like, I, OK, I believe that I believe that there would There's be a someone, politician that would be so calculating to go. Yeah. You know what? You're solving problems for me right now. Like that, you know, and and you look like the bad guy, not me. Yeah. And here's now I've won the war on drugs. Think of all the money we don't have to spend on rehab, how many criminals it does take out. It will take out a lot of innocent people, too, but it will also take out a lot of like violent criminals. And so it's like I like I like I thought that was a really smart take on how a politician would potentially react. Yeah. You know, do you do you think that when other countries see that, do you think that that makes america look really bad like do you think people understand or do you think other countries would be like yep there goes those crazy americans i think every country has politicians like that okay you know what i mean yeah like i i you know i don't think it's i don't see it as much as a commentary on america yeah as because you know i think especially when this isn't just about weed she also wants them to legalize heroin and meth and cocaine like that's you know like that's i think even people that want weed legalized are like well we don't need to be legalizing heroin and meth like that's a bridge too far and so you know so i uh i i really don't i mean every every major western industrialized world are is having essentially the same social battle right at at the ballot box gotcha okay you know so i i i really don't see it as like isn't america awful yeah so so that's so that's the deal so they uh they end up going it's whiskey harry and eggsy end up going to italy and uh they the re oh well the way they get to italy is he has to finger bang the bad guy's girlfriend yes um i mean i don't know how to put that anywhere subtly that probably (laughs) is the most right i mean is there a better way I've to put that? Digitally manipulate? Oh, well, you got... There's one <laughs> other way to say it. Um, they go to a music festival, and they 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 have a clue that the bad guy's girlfriend, they have intelligence that she'll be at this music festival. So Whiskey tries to hit on her. I like this little interaction. It ends up... Eggsy is like, you know, get away, old man. And she takes a liking, a liking to him, and he ends up going back to her tent, and, uh, you know, she wants to get it on with him. Meanwhile, he calls his girlfriend or fiance girlfriend at this time the the princess says hey i have to sleep with someone it's for work of course she's not gonna be happy with that that creates the whole conflict that we talked about earlier and uh he basically ends up going out and he has to put on a finger condom that has a a a tracker on it and 
And and again, I get that like they want to have their their wacky zany yeah. sex moment, but at the same time, like the Kingsmen have all this advanced technology. And the only and, way can do it is to get their only, mucus membrane. The only yes. tracker they can come up with it has to be inserted through her vagina. Yeah. And and also keep in mind that you got to figure that most of these in this spy game, most of these trackers would probably be placed on men. So how you going about that? Yeah. I just thought it was it was the most uncomfortable it was just, I've been in a while. It was just wacky. <laughs> what about the uh, camera, the zoom in? It's like yes. you know when they, it's like in those old videos or, or like where they would zoom in through someone's throat and do like an I don't know endoscope or whatever it's called and it goes through the throat and down yeah. to the stomach. They literally show you going through the inside of, of like a vagina, like the. Yeah. Vaginal canal where it's like, those, and his, like when you see his hand go down and you see I mean it's like a it's it's a major close up on 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 her underwear yeah, he, and, and um, like his hand slides in there and it I mean so I'm I really am how like they film that did they did he really finger her or is did I they switch it, to some sort of like model yeah. like like a I fake believe model it. like I she could have been a model I was waiting for right. the camera panning to stop yeah that's what it, I was that's what I was gonna say kept going. I, I can't believe yeah. they did that like they went down like Tom said I literally they, I can't believe <laughs> that they showed that in one continuous shot or what looked like it we, right uh, placing it so anyway that's a tracker on her so when she ends up going to meet up with her boyfriend because she she calls him and she says hey i'm starting to have this blue stuff and it ends up being that she was not supposed to take drugs he told her but she was at a music festival so she did and uh she needs the women cu- right so uh of course she flies to italy to get the cure it's not like he could ship it to her or bring it to her you know she has to go to the production facility to get the uh, cure so they go uh they track her that she's there and they they end up uh, going to that at the top of a ski lift and uh they steal one vial of the cure and there's an escape scene from there uh, i liked this scene yeah, I thought that was fun. I, I, I like this scene. That my only complaint about this scene is that so they're in this uh, uh, like sky cab yeah. that they ski lift sort of a thing rotates, and it so and, you can like look but around. Why does it rotate? I'm guessing that if you're seated in it, that it's so you don't have to like walk around but it. It's it like a hundred percent glass. So like I I I don't. If it exists, then I apologize, but I don't believe that this seems like something they made up for the sake of the movie so they could spin yeah. them around and do the Highland fling. I, the, I I get that. The way I took it, though, was that if you're in one of these, I mean, if you've ever been skiing, the lines for ski lifts get pretty long. I'm guessing that in real life practical use that these are packed and you can't walk around it. So it rotates. So while you're on this boring lift, you can see the view all around because you're standing stationary. Yeah, but no, you could do is turn your head. Well, but if there's people <laughs> my, all over, you'd be neck, seeing well, through them and, over, you know. Well, if there's people all around me and you turn the entire platform, there are still people all around no, me. No, not if you but have a window view one, and, and you're window, looking yeah. around in a circle. Like, if you're at the window, it's going to show you. So imagine, like, the way I imagine, because the seats are around the outside, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. they'd like be sitting there. So the you're perimeter. looking out the window. And, and they have a window right yeah. there that as it's spinning around, they can see everything. And I'm guessing just like you are as well. But I would think that there's a bunch of people standing in the middle as well. Yeah. So you can't see across from you or to your left and right. But I think it just boils down to it's another one of those things <laughs> that I, you know, you're just, it yeah, seems I just, because you're like, this whole thing is so dumb. Yeah. yeah I yeah. just, yeah. It, so, so this was nauseating. That's the only thing. Like seeing this on the big screen in the theater. Yeah. I mean, this thing spins. I don't like spinny rides in the first place like nope. in real life 
bite out. If you get nauseous at all and you're seeing this on the big screen, you might want to look away because they spin them around and around and you well, see it. It's like it the Highland and, Fling. You yeah. guys are probably too young to remember yeah, that ride. Sure. There was a ride at Six Flags that did sure. this to you. Like you would, it would start to yeah. spin. And you'd be up against that's it, Tom Twister. Highland Fling still exists. Is that what? Okay, Tom's I, Twister, I wouldn't yeah. do the ride. I was like, yeah. I'm not doing no, that. That's Tom's Twister. It doesn't yeah. exist, but you'd stand on the wall and you could lift your legs up. And yeah, yeah. It literally was Tom's Twister. Yeah, if okay. you know what that is. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and then the floor would drop out. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine how many people got injured on that oh, ride. Like that does not it shut seem down. like a safe ride at yeah. all. I think it yeah. shut down because someone did yeah. fall or someone got injured on that and yeah. was like stuck pinned up against the wall <laughs> and they're like, nope. So, yeah, they, they do that. It's a pretty good action set piece. I think it looked good, aside from it being a little sickening. But, uh, you know, and, and it uh, it's this is crazy comic book action again. It's totally unbelievable, but it was fun. Uh, uh, Whiskey ends up taking his. He has an electrified extendable lasso, lasso yeah. and he is able to uh, hit the cable that the thing is riding on so that it's attached by one end, but the other end of the cable is broken. So it swings them like a pendulum, uh, just narrowly escaping the side of a cliff. And then they go on like a sled ride and it's rocketing straight towards a retirement home. It's just like, it's crazy. The movie. Oh, it is. I laughed out loud. Yeah. I did you, I thought that line the was The theater great. I was at, this was the only thing anybody reacted to in the movie. Really? Was that line. Everybody else was just watched the movie in dead silence. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I, it was a pretty funny line. I mean, the, there's an old, there's a bunch of old people, you know, in the rocking chairs, whatever, like at the community home, and this thing's barreling towards them, and he, Eggsy, ends up uh, activating Whiskey's parachute, and the thing slows down as it's approaching and just narrowly avoids crashing through them. And then the old guy says, like, this is the most, or this is the, the best. best, this is the best for, I've had in the a week. The first good that I've had in two weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It was a good line. Like, that was, that got a ton of laughs yeah. in my theater. So I guess your theater was not as vocal, but at least they laughed at this. Yeah. So. They, everything else, they were just like, they, there was no reaction Interesting. to. Interesting. What time and date, like, where, what I saw was, it Thursday at seven. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I saw it Saturday night crowd, so I think my crowd was a little more lively. Like, yeah. I could tell people, I mean, they were a little too, not bad like we've talked about, but they're a little more talkative than I would have liked. Like, this crowd was, it was packed. And yeah, they so were was having, mine last Monday. Having, uh, I think they did a press. At the screen. Or, or uh, a, can't think of the word, but Invite? advanced screening. Yeah. So the packed theater, everybody loved yeah. that. So, so they, so this is where the, they, uh, we, we find out that Harry thinks that whiskey's in on it because they get to a cabin. They're surrounded by all the golden circle guys. We know that cause they have golden circle uniforms on, of course. Uh, you know, it's not enough <laughs> just to have the golden right. circle, but then their hats like, like an Oakley logo, except for more rounded. It's like, Oh, we're part of like, the secret golden circle crew. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, but anyway, uh, they surround the cabin. They have Gatling guns and grenade launchers and all this stuff. And, uh, Harry finds out that he sees a couple of clues that whiskey, I mean, and this is very wink, wink at the camera. Like, I mean, they're not trying to hide it. Like whiskey's like, let me see that cure. Eggsy's holding it up. Like, Ooh, like first of all, I'd keep that in its protective vial if I'm in a crazy situation. Right. But he takes it out and he's holding this little skinny vial in his fingers where to me, like Dan getting stressed out at mother because of all the guests for me, when he's holding that little vial, which is their one way to save the world. I'm like, put that down. Like that freaked me out. I'm like, it's going to get bumped into and break, you know, like, yeah, I, I, I really <laughs> still don't get what he saw that made him think that he was a turncoat. I questioned it too. I, 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 maybe it was just his instincts coming back, but I think that's what they alluded to. But the first time for us, he goes, Oh, can I see it? And then he's like, turns to Harry and like, you know, so that was just obvious for us, but he saw 
I mean, he saw him break it on purpose. Eggsy didn't notice it, but we saw it. Like he he he's supposed to knock into it purposefully and break the vial like that, and that's what Harry saw. So he's yeah, like, and he I, clearly I, broke it on I purpose. I still don't feel like it conveyed all that convincingly that that was purposeful. Yeah, and so and and I also didn't like the fact that like there was no other thing that where it looked like he was uh betraying them there was no, nothing else that made it look like he was but that's betraying the thing, them. he wasn't like i mean in the terms of trying to get the cure he, he was, wasn't, he wasn't working a with double the, agent he wasn't so like, working with the golden circle he just had his own golden agenda. circle whatever yeah, yeah. And, but uh, yeah and which i like because that's that's part of why Eggsy was confused because he's still killing bad guys right because like, he's not yeah so so i get that but I, what i also what also irritated me to no end was harry just being like he's a bad guy because i said said so yeah. not going to tell you why not going to point to any evidence not going to point to any action he took it's just I'm Harry, and I said he's a bad guy, so end of discussion. Yeah. And, and, and it's like, especially when he just came out of some brain damage, amnesia, that, amnesia thing. So, well, so that's yeah. what Eggsy's thinking. So yeah. there's no reason for people to believe him. So like, so then, then say, I think he's a bad guy, or he's working against us because here is what I witnessed. It's like he yeah. would, like he wouldn't. It it was just it was it was a plot device. It was, it was just, just lazy, lazy lazy screenwriting yeah. like it it's just they're creating conflict for the sake of conflict it 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 bore no relevance or had no basis in what was going on in the story uh, it was just him drawing a line in the sand arbitrarily right. and saying this guy's bad because i said so and there's absolutely no reason to trust me because i literally just got shot in the goddamn face yeah and, and you know and so it's like it's just like yeah there's no reason you would listen I get it to and him. we're and we're also supposed to I mean, as an audience, we're supposed to believe that it's maybe Harry being off his game because see, I don't, I didn't believe that for a second. As soon as he said it, and Eggsy didn't believe him, I was like, "This, he's not off his game. He's right." Oh, no, we know as we know as yeah. film critics, I've seen so many movies. Like, yeah. It was predictable. Like we got it, but the audience is supposed to question. They're supposed to be Eggsy as us, and we're like. No, you're crazy. You just, you're seeing butterflies. You just came out of this thing. Like you're supposed to question if Harry really did know, like Eggsy did. But we knew it, and I I knew that it was going to be him being right, and it would be revealed later. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, it, but and but I don't they think, tried to convey. Yeah, I don't, and I don't think they did it well yeah. at all, yeah. at all. Yeah. So so it ends up like oh, we need to get another sample, but they can't because uh, the bad guy launches a missile at the production facility. So what it comes down to is that they end up having to go to the jungle. To take out um, Poppy. So meanwhile, they drop off uh, whiskey at the Statesman facility. Uh, he had put the gel pack on him, so they were actually able to save him the same way they saved Harry. So they left him there in a little coma, and uh, it's Merlin, Eggsy, and Harry go to uh, go to the jungle. So they suit up. They, they literally they suit up. They get all their guns and weapons and all their devices, their watches, you name it. Who's what's it's galore. <laughs> and then uh, they they land in the jungle. And this is something I did not see coming. Uh, they they have the you know, I, I really like their weapons. I thought it was clever the way they made the American weapons to parody. the yeah. British ones, but they were American. They were baseballs and baseball bats. I just really liked. I thought it was fun. Yeah. They did a good job. Thinking I was fine of with that. Hand grenade baseballs. And but you know what? <laughs> Again, what irritated me What's was that? was when they they go. So they're using the they American, use a minesweeper. No, when oh. they use the American weapon, yeah, uh, and it's a it's a hand grenade shaped like a baseball, yeah. and then the minesweeper is a baseball bat, and yeah. so Eggsy throws the baseball 
and then Harry hits it with the baseball bat and launches it in. And I'm like, there's no way Harry and Eggsy could throw a baseball and hit it with a baseball bat like that. They've never, <laughs> they've never done it in their lives. How there's, about with one eye? There's no way that they've ever thrown a baseball and hit no. and used a baseball bat. No, you don't f and way. Wait a minute, Harry kind of raised Eggsy. You don't think they had a catch? Not, a, not a baseball. <laughs> Cricket, yeah, a cricket catch. Yeah, yeah they're British, <laughs> right? It's a they're different. British. Yeah, it should have right. been. A, it should have been, been a cricket. Uh, yeah. Well, it couldn't have been for statesman weapons. But you're right. Like right. for their skill, right? Their skill set right. would not work with these right. weapons. <laughs> like that's, and and to me, like I, I don't feel like that's me being picky. That's a like whole. like these guys are supposed <laughs> to be like every. Physical embodiment of British yeah, culture. I never yeah. right? thought of it that way. I, and, and the statesmen are supposed to be everything, right. every stereotype you think about American sure. culture. So to hand the British guys a baseball and a baseball bat and then use them proficiently, go to hell. <laughs> I 100% agree with your logic. I 100% disagree with your pickiness. I would have, that is a hilarious assessment that's so accurate, but I would never care about that in a million years. But I mean, that it's, it, it completely betrays who yeah. they are as characters. But it's, it's also an insane movie about it. you know vaginal yeah. GPS and and watch guns and I, I mean G- I think at that point it's GPMS. <laughs> so anyway, they they have some crazy action sequences, but I didn't like that they had the minesweeper out. They they literally have a minesweeper. They tease the minefield, and then Merlin no, and then Eggsy steps on a mine. I'm like. Use your freaking minesweeper. What a senseless thing Kids. to have to happen. And I get that it's because they were talking or arguing or whatever. He looks away, but it's like, dude, use your minesweeper. So it ends up that uh, Merlin uh, sacrifices himself. He steps on the mine and uh, ends up blowing himself up, uh, taking all the guards with him. Uh, the other Singing, th- by the way, too. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it goes back to a, a callback to John Denver. But the thing that frustrated that me... That was really dumb. Yeah. The thing that frustrated me about this scene again this is i didn't like is you've got all these kingsmen who are the uh that are these great agents they can shoot into all this crazy action scenes there's like five guards like maybe merlin doesn't blow himself up maybe he sits on the mine so they can figure out some other kind of insane inexplicable james bond-esque escape from it and maybe they just shoot the five guys in the head and they also by by how they have him go out they literally make you root for a suicide bomber well, yeah, but I mean, it's at uh, bad guys. Okay, okay, but I'm but, sh- I'm sure I'm sure the suicide bombers think the same thing. Well, his wasn't voluntary. Well, it became voluntary, but he right. didn't want to be in that right. situation. No, but right. he still he still turned himself into a suicide bomber. But if he's gonna die by taking his foot i mean he may as well take all the bad guys with him but anyway <laughs> okay there's <laughs> just interesting ways to look it's, at these yeah things. you yeah. have a very interesting analysis <laughs> of this film uh you i feel like uh you're in like some pretentious art house like analyzation of this movie <laughs> i'm still it. stuck on last week yeah exactly so anyway uh he takes him out but, I, but my point is that like you've got these amazing action scenes i get it if he had to somehow sacrifice himself so they could stealth, stealthfully, stealthy take out those five guys, right, and not be detected. Yeah. But they're going to get into a major battle out of this. They're not being stealthy. Just let Merlin stand on the thing, and they go shoot the five guards in the head and continue on their way, and maybe they come up with 
everything in this movie is yeah. ridiculous. Come up with a way to save Merlin. Right. He didn't have to sacrifice. You brought a guy back from the dead yes. who was shot in the eye. Yes. Let, Merlin, let yes. Merlin stand there for weeks as you bring him food and figure out how to diffuse a mind. Like, they did not have to kill off Mark no. Strong on this it, movie. So it, it was, yeah. I did not like that. So that's another thing. But anyway, so they go into a big fight. All the guards fight them. They use their baseball bats, their baseballs. It's another big action sequence. Um, and then what it comes down to is, in the end, they get to Poppy's Diner after fighting all the guys. Um, Elton John has some a cameo, a pretty big cameo yeah, in this film. Yeah, and this was dumb. Um, I hated all the Elton John stuff. Some was... I lo- I thought it was funny. When I thought it was funny. I, I thought some was funny. I, I did like the part when he was singing at the piano and like beating the people up. When he jumps in the air and does the Bruce Lee kick. <laughs> and like, like it was so ridiculous. And literally winks at <laughs> yes. the camera. I, I liked it because it was so ridiculous. I just, I, I, I mean, this movie's ridiculous. So I enjoyed that. But then some of the parts got a little bit like, okay, dude, we get it. Um, but anyway, so there's a big fight sequence in there and uh, they get down to the diner. And meanwhile, Whiskey comes back too and he says, oh my gosh, Harry shot me. I need to go save Eggsy needs me, you know, wink, wink. So he takes a little jet. He lands there and they end up having a big showdown. And this is where we get the explanation that he, uh, you know, is trying to take out the, the drugs, all the drug dealers and the druggies so that uh, he can avenge his, his wife's death and also statesmen can make more money because they don't already have $3 trillion like, <laughs> yeah, like uh, Champagne showed us. Yeah. Uh, they need We need their stock to go up. Literally, it's worth, is it $3 billion or $3 trillion? Like, they have a ton of resources. I feel like it was trillion, but you know what I mean? I feel like there were like three sets of yeah, zeros in the three in front. But anyway, yeah. anyway, so he's really concerned about that. So they have a big showdown. Uh, he ends up going through a meat grinder like we saw one of the bad guys earlier in the film. We won't get too much into that. Um, you know, they have a big fight scene. And this is my least favorite action scene of the entire film, which is the one big callback to the best action scene in the first one. The first one's the church scene, which is amazing. One, because we hadn't seen it yet. It was very stylized. It was well choreographed. It was a lot of fun. In this movie, it's like, I feel like it's a 10-minute sequence of whiskey fighting Harry and Eggsy in the diner, and it was so drawn out and so boring. It was just a lazy knockoff of what they did in the original. But, like, the original was good. Like you said, I mean, it was a knockoff, but, like, it was not good, and uh, it was very lazy and did not keep my interest, and it went on at least twice as long as it needed to. I was in it, and and this is two hours and 10 minutes in, probably. So, like, you know, if it was good, maybe I would have thought differently but at this point i'm like wrap it the f up like. well and especially uh, compounding problems is uh, you know is i liked whiskey and so i was already mad, mad at what they, they were, yeah what they were having what they fight. were doing to him yeah. right that character would have been great they're talking about and who knows if it will happen but mark miller and matthew vaughn in an interview said that they're they're open to a, a spin-off actually having statesman movies yeah. like that's a great character and you just killed him off. So like now yeah. you're stuck with tequila and champagne and whoever else they come up with. And, yeah. You know. It was yeah. stupid. So, so they end up killing him and then, uh, they, they need to get, they're on a time limit where all the people infected by drugs are almost to stage four, which is death. So there's the three stage, four stages and, uh, everyone's about to die. So they need to get the, cause everyone took the, the drugs at the exact same moment so they're all at the exact yeah. same phase <laughs> of infection. We didn't even talk about the stadium that they're all being housed in in these in these cages. Yeah. Again, like, a crazy display of I mean, that commentary on on housing drug users like they're yeah. animals in the zoo or something. You know right. what I mean? Like it's just another commentary, but they need to 
they need to get the cure released or the hundreds of millions of people are going to die across the world. So they end up, I thought it was going to be some kind of a truth serum, but they ended up actually giving Poppy heroin and they said, you're going to be in a more relaxed state, I guess. And, yeah. and, uh, they, they say that, you know, you need to give us the password. So she ends up giving him the password. Viva Las Vegan. Uh, get it. <laughs> That's Anyway, it's uh. Viva Las Vegan, and uh, then she, like, dies. They say that she should have, like, eight minutes to live because they, they – oh, the way that they they uh, uh, blackmail her is they say, you've just been given heroin, so you know that you have about eight minutes to live. Either give us the password and we'll give you a cure. We'll track one down for you, or you're going to die. And so she gives them the password. That's how she actually – that's how they get her to give it to them because they she thinks she's going to get a cure but it ends up that he gave her way more heroin i guess than someone would usually take so the effects were super accelerated so she just dies thankfully within seconds too soon to where she got that password well right exactly and so they end up putting the password in uh the drones deliver all the cures people are released the president uh the president is Put behind bars is because impeached. Of, is it, yeah, well, it's I. First off, I, yeah. I thought it was interesting that all the news footage was Fox News, and yeah, yeah. and uh, again, and is I, it really? I, yeah. yeah, and I think my my favorite moment of the film was uh, when they showed the Fox News screen and the Chiron at the bottom said "President impeached." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. But uh, but I also like it, Fox News would never display. Yeah. It. They'd be like. Outrage, scandal, as right. the, yeah, right. But I, I also, uh, you know, one of the things that not to get overly political, but uh, screw it. Uh, you know, one of the things that that it's tr- your birthday, go that, for it. Sure, happy one, birthday. Thank you. Uh, one of the things that that Trump being in office, I think, has illustrated is that these sorts of endings to movies are no longer believable in any any way, shape, or form. And that's not Kingsman's fault. This isn't a, a right. knock at the movie. But this idea of like. The president did something bad and now everyone is outraged and he will be impeached. It's like, no, no. If the president did that, there would be at least 30 percent of the country that would say, yeah, screw the drug druggies. They should have died. I don't care. We, they, they would rally behind him like it would never sure. be that cut and dried. So there would be someone, a sizable numbers of someone's who would be like, nope, think that was a great solution. Also, I don't think that he would instantly in this film be impeached like that because you you have the testimony of one advisor yeah like, I, mean, <laughs> I mean i don't yeah. think that she can just be like oh yeah this is what he said and like, would, impeached in jail it would still Instantly. take months yeah. Yeah. yeah it would take months on on a on a best case scenario yeah. like yeah. absolutely like removing politics from the equation yeah if, he had to, if like the if the president whoever this hypothetical yeah. president is literally like shot a kid in the face while i don't know eating a baby <laughs> Uh, there wow. would, it would still take months to have him in peace. Yeah, like, and this is supposed to be like right after the whole yeah. thing goes down. So again, another small complaint, but it's like, ah, oh, that doesn't really work like that. So he's impeached and they put handcuffs on him and she says that she'll advise the next person or whatever in the interim so happy days there uh harry is uh back to his old self i guess and so now we're supposed to believe that i mean he's a full agent again i like it when uh i do like it when 
I can't remember if it was champagne or, or tequila, but I do like it when they called him Galahad Senior. Like, I just thought it was that, funny writing. Right, yeah, he goes, that was he goes, yeah, one of you, he goes, oh, we want to invite one of you to be a part of the Statesman. He's like, you need to work on this code name thing. I think it was tequila because it's like, this, this whole thing isn't working. I think Galahad Senior, blah, blah. So I just thought it was funny writing. Yeah. And, uh, but then this, this minor plot point is that Halle Berry's character is always doing the Merlin thing. She's not in the field. She's just advising them through the glasses and all that. Uh, you know, she's like Q or whatever for, James Bond. Right. She's and she wants to be a full field agent and whiskey. The bad guy that he was. Now that we know he's a bad guy, was always voting her down, and it has to be unanimous to have a new agent. And uh, now they all vote her in. So Halle Berry's the new statesman. So they so can, she becomes whiskey. Yes. Yeah, so she is whiskey, and and they go back to do their Kingsman <laughs> thing. I guess they reopen the tailor shop. Kingsman is reinstated. Jeff Jeff Bridges says they have access to all their funds again. You know, and uh, yeah, that's that happens again. And and then the way it ends. Um, oh, uh, Eggsy gets married to the princess. You know, they they have their big wedding. He's in his prince outfit with all his medals and all that. And then at the very end, you see Channing Tatum suited up with a bowler hat and, you know, outside of the Kingsman shop. Yeah. And it ends. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Tom doesn't pull like any punches when he doesn't like it. And I really thought they were going to go with Galahad and his name would be Kid Galahad. <laughs> Kid Galahad. Because <laughs> there's an Elvis movie called Kid oh, Galahad. Yeah. I just thought that would have been. I Interesting. thought that was the I mean, I, was I, I don't know if they'll do it because there's been two films, essentially, where there's where both of them have been Galahad. And so I can't imagine the next movie that is like, oh, hey, and you're so like, they just change his name. Like, I don't know how they're going to approach that in the yeah. third one. I just don't feel like at this point you can change one of their code names. So, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I'm curious to see how they change. Yeah, because they can't both have the same name, so somebody's yeah. got got yeah. to give it up. Wouldn't it be weird, though, if all of a sudden, neither, not neither, but one of them wasn't Galahad, one of them was Percival or whatever. Right. You know? They But they got enough names floating around. There's two of them left in the entire organization. Sure, they, that <laughs> like, freed they, up some names. They freed up some names. Yeah, of, uh, yeah and I, I think... Uh, what was um uh, real quick though in the first movie so eggsy's dad was it his dad was a kingsman isn't that how yes. uh and he was in the army with merlin and galahad um but he took on the galahad name right he didn't take on his dad's code name because harry was mentoring him and harry died yeah. so he took on galahad. right so i wonder probably what will happen was he'll take on whichever one maybe it was percival or but he'll take on probably the dad's name yeah just now that i think of it yeah I guess it make more the, sense. Sure, why not? If they're up for grabs. Take Something's your dad's moniker. Sense. So yeah, why, I don't know. Why start now? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I didn't love it. I enjoyed it. I was entertained. Um, yeah. I thought it was fun. I don't think it was like a D F, like some people are saying. And I also don't think it was a total retread. A lot of people told me it was a lot like the first movie. There's and, a lot of callbacks. And but. yeah, but I didn't just because they did the bar scene. Like I get why they did it to have him be off his game. Like you know, yeah. What he's like of. I don't think that that was. I don't think a, it was a retread at all. In I fact, mean, my complaint is it wasn't. <laughs> right it was sort of yeah i think i mean they did that big car chase sequence which i didn't see anything like in the first one i mean i think there was a lot of stuff that was different so it wasn't even boring or anything like from that standpoint i think it was too long yeah. i think they missed some some logic and some plot points or whatever but like i was entertained yeah, when it. i think of the first film uh like I, there's a lot of parts of it i like but everybody like if you ask what they remember from the first film it's that church scenes the church scene. and i don't think this movie has that and in fact the only thing that like I think that I will remember because I was so uncomfortable was that sex scene in the <sighs> middle of the movie. It was like when I think back on this movie, 
oh yeah it had that in it like, i'm pretty sure i laughed out loud just because of how crazy that was right. that they did like the i don't know i call it an endoscope i don't know what that's called i feel like you know like, yeah but like when you get that that view from inside Ugh. like I, I just i've never seen anything like no. that for like from that i don't want to right <laughs> I, I thought it was funny that they did that and they obviously were trying to get the shock factor yeah. but again what it comes down to is that final scene with whiskey is their version of the church scene. I mean, they it's do just, the same stylized stuff, the cuts. And it's not memorable. And, uh, like, no. And, and, it just and, wasn't as good. And when the yeah. bodies, just like the first one, the way that they do it, it's supposed to look like a tracking shot of sorts, but they yeah. put a body in front of the camera and then it looks like they're coming out the other side. That's how they connect them all. And it works in the first one. And this one, like Tom mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, sometimes a body would go in front of the camera and then it would be jarring from the other side. Like it didn't look as continuous. It didn't look fluid. It no. looked like they were at a different totally different size angle or different or angle. Yeah. yeah or like the light changed it was it was weird whatever it was some of the cuts were just like whoa whoa, whoa. like that was clearly not as you know so yeah yeah i i was disappointed i i like i said i i really liked the first one so i'm yeah. not against this type sure. of movie like i thought it was great first one's great and i but i just uh but this one just like did nothing for me. i was bored yeah you know i i, I wonder if you know, it's obviously you only have one chance to make a first impression. And the first one introduced us to this world and especially people that hadn't read the the book, but it introduced us to this world. We got to see the tryouts. We got to see, you know, this whole world that existed, amazing action sequences and good comedy. You know, we got all that stuff from it. And in this movie, you pretty much take away Kingsman. It gets blown up really yeah. early on. You take all the away characters. Harry. You take away Harry, or at least Harry that we know for the right. most part. So you take away most of that stuff, and really what you're left with is Statesman, who you got whiskey, but then that's taken from you. Right. So, you know what I mean? We, we actually lose a lot. Not only were we introduced to this great world in the first one, but then they kind of take it away from us. Yeah. And I think that's what really hurts it in the yeah. end. Yeah, I agree. I just, I just, it, it, you see this problem a lot with with sequels where they end up undoing a lot of the stuff from the first one because yeah. they didn't anticipate making a lot more and and so it's like this movie is kind of a classic version of that of they undo everything they take away in order to have a plot they take away all the things you liked about the first one so they can give them back to you at the end and but what happens is you end up not liking it cuz all the things you liked are gone now yeah the first one didn't even it didn't need a sequel. It didn't set up for anything at all. It could have just been on its own. And they they built this world, and I'm happy they made it. I think, <laughs> but the second one it clearly leads to that, that there's going to be another one, right? At least I think that's what the, and, the and, significance of Channing Tatum at the end of it was because he didn't do anything throughout the whole movie. But suddenly he's dressing like a Kingsman at the end, and I'm like, like oh. they sent him to go work with them either on a mission or something. Um, but the uh, the thing is they they also like I mentioned earlier want to spin it off into Statesman yeah. so I think that there will be a Kingsman sequel I think they'll end up getting one but if I don't know if this would make enough money to justify it but they're also thinking of doing that so there yeah. could be two different series now based on it um, but well, they got a lot to make up for I think like I enjoyed this one but like you know having discussed it with you guys and I, I understand the flaws in it but it's the first one still holds way superior to me yeah yeah, yeah. easily if you want if you want a good video recovery go watch. Kingsman the first <laughs> right yeah. or you know another fun movie if you talk about action sequences this is a film that I feel is kind of underground that uh, you know I think a lot of us have seen it Joe loves it but I don't know that it's that the mainstream audiences have smoke and aces with Ryan Reynolds I mean that wasn't a huge block 
no, it wasn't. Hit. Um, it's really a really fun action. I, Mark Strong might even be in it. I don't know if I'm mistaken there, but uh, it's a really fun action movie with Ryan Reynolds. A lot of gun scenes and, and fights and action stuff. Um, it, it's a good movie if you if you want if you haven't seen it, I would highly recommend. I'm guessing it. Guessing I haven't because I can't recall what happens in it. But the name sounds familiar. Like I'm picturing the movie. It has a really poster. strong cult following. I know that. Yeah, so. it's one of those that kind of like. Um, who directed Boondock it? Saints. You yeah. know, it's, it's one of those that came around. Let's see here. Smoke and Aces. Uh, someone you know. Um, it is Joe Carnahan. I mean, you know Joe Carnahan, though, that name. He did... Uh, oh, he did the movie Narc. I don't know if you ever saw that with Ray Liotta. I yeah. actually have that movie. Um, yeah. Then he did Smoke and Aces. He did the A-Team reboot. He did The Grey with Liam Neeson. He did Stretch, which is another one Joe and I have talked about, but uh, that has... Um, Oh my god, he's just totally t- uh, Night Owl too from uh, Watchmen. Uh, Patrick Wilson, he's a limo driver, and he just goes into this crazy action sequences. Like he's a limo driver, but then ends up gun scenes and chases. Um, but anyway, so yeah, he's he's done some stuff. He's not a huge director, but uh, um, Smoke and Aces. If you want a really good action movie <laughs> that's not necessarily realistically grounded, but just crazy, like they're in a hotel, I believe, and Ryan Reynolds is a cop or CIA, FBI, one of those, and there's just lots of guns, lots of fights in this hotel, and elevators and rooms getting destroyed, and it's lost on. Cool. Well, uh, I guess that's it uh, for this episode. We will go around the table, and people can say where to find them. This is Brad. You can find me on ReviewSTL.com. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. If you want to continue the conversation online, tell us how wrong we were about Kingsman. You can do that at <laughs> Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. While you're there, join the League of Show Sharers. Don't forget, we're available on iTunes. Go there, rate, review, subscribe, all that fancy stuff. So uh, that's it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, I don't know what next week is. The two big movies, I don't know which one we'll do, or maybe we'll do both, is... Uh, American Made, the Tom Cruise, yeah, which looks looks good. It does, and uh, um, and Battle of the Sexes, the uh, the Billie Jean King. Tennis does that match come out short. here? I know that it opened limited, I guess, last week. Is it in St. Louis next week? Correct. It okay. opens wide next week, I believe. So, gotcha. Yeah, I I'm I'm looking forward to seeing both of those. Me too. Uh, so. it, uh, American Made. I saw a trailer before this and before the Mummy, which made me even hate the Mummy more. I know because I was like, show me that movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, like how do you do that to us? But uh, it it looks kind of like Blow. Yeah, but uh, with Paul, but like, like a little bit more fun. Yeah, you I know? mean, but Blow at its fun moments. Yeah, I, I, I get what you mean, though. But it, he's playing. It's a kind of one of those movies where it, it seems like it follows a lot of the style of Blow, and yeah. uh, uh, it has Pablo or Escobar. War dogs. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, you know, with the popularity of Narcos, this is another movie with Pablo Escobar that's supposed to be taking place kind of during the same time period. Well, they touch on this briefly in Narcos. Yeah, what they're, the they're doing what with they're the doing. planes and right. stuff. Yeah. So there's a connection there, and uh, yeah, Tom Cruise looks like he's playing maybe one of his more zany characters, more of a not quite a night and day, but you know, having fun with it, like kind of crazy. But, but it's but, also a true story, so like, yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting because it looks like it's. Uh, kind of wacky, but yeah. also it's it's, a, it's a true story and it's also kind of serious. So it'll be yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see yeah. it, but and, the, and I haven't said that about a Tom Cruise movie in a long <laughs> right. Time. But then Battle of the Sexes looks pretty good. That's also based on a true story. Yeah, Emma Stone and Steve Carell. Like it looks hilarious. Like yeah. the, the stuff that I guess the Steve Carell character did to like. Yeah, to undermine the yeah, women's I, stuff. I, like I know the story. I just, yeah, because yeah. it's yeah, it's it's a it's a crazy story. Yeah, so, it, so we'll, 
Well, I don't know. Choose. Maybe we'll maybe we'll do both. It Ooh. depends on our mood. So uh, <laughs> there you go. So that's what you have to look forward to next week, maybe. And uh, <laughs> so thanks for tuning in. And until next time, uh, Gila is stripped of her leadership role and reassigned to become a pleasure unit. 